is a very good afternoon. It is Niall Boylan. Twice in one day, you must be sick looking at me at this stage. Anyway, a little bit earlier on, we spoke to many parents on the air. We talked about the dangers of mobile phones and what should we do about it. Some schools have already taken it on board and there is a policy in schools now to have the mobile phone free. But are mobile phones really that dangerous? And should we do, for example, what Vivek Ramaswamy in the United States, who could become the next president, unlikely, by the way, he's most likely going to be the vice president if Donald Trump gets in, but he said he will bring in legislation to ban smartphone use and social media for children under the age of 16. Would that be a good idea, or are we taking it too far? One good friend of mine who can give me a lot of advice is security analyst and expert Will Geddes, and he joins me on the line. Will, good, if- good afternoon to you. Good afternoon to you too, Niall. Thanks for the invite. Will, if you were to give advice to parents listening right now, what would you actually say to parents when their children have these devices and are seeing this inappropriate material? What would you say to them? What I would say to parents is consider the phone no different to, say, your Netflix or your Prime accounts that you would have on your TV at home, and that there are parental controls. There is even the child setting, or if you like, access point for children to get in and see their own material. And what I would say is that, you know, if you really want to be a staunch parent, think about researching and and keeping your eyes open. We're aware of the horror stories out there, but statistically, the figures are creeping up all all the time, Niall. For example, on average, there is about three and a half thousand crimes of a sexual nature targeted to children on a monthly basis in the United Kingdom alone. And you expand this out to elsewhere across the world, children will seek out, they are naturally explorers, they will uh, undertake an exploratory process to try and find various content or up their friends by saying, look, I've seen something that I want to show you that's shocking and children will, will seek that out. But you as a parent, you are the gatekeeper. And like I said at the very beginning of this, Nile, you're the person who's loaning that phone to the child. Once they can pay for it themselves, once they can support that phone with their own money, then they are perhaps more more open to being able to, to view that kind of material if they want to. But until that time, what you're doing is you're permitting them to see it with your authority. I mean, it is quite dangerous when you see some of the stuff. And I, I myself look at TikTok every now and again, you know, when I'm bored before I go to sleep at night or something like that. You might kind of, and you get sucked into it for about an hour or so. It's quite addictive. So as well as being addictive, some of the content, I couldn't imagine, you know, a 14-year-old consuming that content. Because when I was 14, I mean, the best we ever got, I got excited because a mate of mine was in London and came home with a, a Mayfair magazine. Uh, because at that time, of course, saucy magazines were illegal in Ireland, but you could get them in England. And that was the most exciting time of my 14-year-old 14, 14 life. So we didn't get a chance. I wasn't even allowed, like, you'd go home from school. And if you even dared to suggest you could watch The Sweeney, you don't remember The Sweeney, do you? It was on TV at night. Oh, which, I do. Oh, yeah. I definitely do. And your father wouldn't let you watch this stuff. So our parents stopped us from consuming anything they believed or deemed inappropriate. But we don't have parents on social media. And it's just like you're allowed to go and see that over 18s movie. You can watch that violent television. You can watch those violent videos. You can watch videos about drugs, about suicide, gender ideology. Whatever it happens to be, you're allowed to watch it because nobody else can see it because you're staring into that screen. And it is so dangerous. And I don't believe parents really I don't believe society really understands the danger. And I think in 40 years, we'll look back at this time and say, how did we allow that to happen? 
I agree with you, Niall. I, I feel actually incredibly sorry for the younger generations, you know, the Gen Zs of this world and the millennials, but especially the Gen Zs. You know, these are kids who are growing up in a unfiltered world. This is a world where, as you rightly say, they can see any product, any situation. And, and to be honest, if you seek it out, you will find it on the Internet. Um, I mean, when was the last time did we hear anybody talk about watersheds on terrestrial TV? And, you know, back in the days when we were younger, you nine know, the watershed yeah. was like nine o'clock in the evening. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and we still have it on radio, by the way. We still have a watershed. Well, technically at nine o'clock. And we have what they call family time in radio here in Ireland, according to the Broadcasting Authority, which is between 8 in the morning and 10 in the morning, which is considered to be a time when children might be in the car. So it's bizarre yeah. that, that the Broadcasting Authority would have a regulation to say you can't have, you know, bad language or you can't have anything that's considered to be promiscuous or sexual or innuendo between 8 and 10 in the morning because kids might be in the car, but yet you can hand them a, smart, a smartphone at the back of the car and they can watch whatever they want. So it kind of whole thing yeah. doesn't make sense. It's like we just ignored any regulations around this. Well, I, I mean, again, it comes down to parents not relinquishing their responsibility. And there are a lot of parents who, who are not going to like me saying this, and uh, but they'll know deep inside that it's something that they do hold a responsibility for. We have to educate ourselves to the technology. You know, when, when we look at children between the ages of their first introduction to a smart device, whether that be a tablet or a phone, between, say, the ages of seven through to about 13, it's all about best practice. Beyond 13, it's crisis management. Their expertise, their knowledge, their uh, understanding of how technology and various parental controls, for many children, parental controls are purely a challenge. You know, they will have surpassed what their parents' knowledge will be. So it's very, very important that you're embedding right at those very early stages some basic rules and i mean there are three t's that i i use as kind of the pillars to what i call online safe, safety between children you know online and also in interactions with their parents the first of which is trust and, and that is the parent if you if you try and put and you've got to tell the child you know you're putting trust in them by giving them access to this device the and the, and the unfiltered world that they potentially can seek out the second thing is teamwork. It's the child knowing that if they do burrow down the wrong hole, if they do come up against something, if they do get extorted, and I've dealt with a lot of extortion cases for a lot of my friends' children and a lot of clients' children, uh, that there is that talking aspect, that second T, that they can come to the parent without feeling that they're going to be absolutely admonished for doing so and be able to talk to the parent before they really start suffering. And then very, very lastly, it's teamwork. It's, it's working together with the child, understanding the threats, educating the child. It's like the birds and the bees uh, yeah. in Ireland. You know, you know, we were always told, or we'd be taught about the birds and the bees. And when our, our parents summoned up the enough courage to sit us down and talk <laughs> to us about it, we already knew what the birds and the bees were because we'd heard about it from our friends. So that's why this open dialogue is so important. And that, yes, you might take the phone off them. You might curfew them. You might scream at them hopefully you don't hit them but the child that you you've got to keep yourself in check that the child can feel confident enough because i've seen some children suffer some horrendous mental illness issues by holding back and 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 not wanting to talk to their parents because they're too frightened about what will happen if they do
Uh, in relation to the phone at night, I always advise parents the phone should never be taken into the bedroom at night because firstly they're lacking in sleep because they're staying up till four in the morning chatting to their mates or whatever it is. I used to have this rule uh, that I mentioned before that I always used to get my daughter to leave the phone out on the landing herself. So I'd let her do it because she was in charge of that decision to do it. And in fairness, she did. It was a kind of rule that we brought in. So I think that's really important. Finally, you've often mentioned to me before you don't even have an Alexa in your home. Uh, and you being a security expert knowing all about the technology would absolutely know what Alexa is up to in the background. Uh, are they really listening? Is the phone listening to your child? Does the phone know what your children are talking about to then, you know, I'm not saying for any suspicious reasons, but certainly to send them advertising or send them TikTok videos they might want or send them some sort of, you know, something that's going to give them that dopamine or addictive hit? Absolutely. Without question. You know, for many years, a lot of us experts looked at whether this was a culmination or an aggregation of data of websites that we had visited, which then fit with our IP address. And an IP address is obviously our individual signature of our device. That That's the one particular identifier. And if that IP or that signature is turning up on various different websites, then very clever algorithms in the background was predicting or trying to guess what we may be interested in. But sadly, Niall, and as much as we hoped this wasn't the case, it has now been proven that these devices are listening to us when they're passive and inert. So even if they haven't been woken up, there has been a number of uh, certainly tests and trials that have been run independently where individuals have said, look, you know, we're going to talk about a couple would turn their, to put, their, put their phones to one side and spend an entire evening talking about cats. And they didn't like cats. And they were never intending to have a cat, but they thought we're going to talk about cats consistently for this entire evening. Let's see what happened. And literally over the next couple of days, all sorts of information started coming up about cats on their devices. So okay. it is happening. The one way to avoid it is to turn your phone off, number one. Number two, if you, if you don't want to turn your phone off, you want to keep it running, then obviously put it in another room and make sure it's out of earshot. But certainly Alexas, those kinds of devices, I'll never have that kind of smart technology in my own home. I don't trust it. And when we've seen uh, photographs uh, of Mark Zuckerberg and even the head um, of the FBI, uh, and in the background, their computers have a little sticker over the camera on their laptop screens. Um, what does yeah. that tell you? Yeah, they don't trust people. We certainly shouldn't be trusting them. Listen, well, thank you very much indeed, as usual, for joining us. And I really, really appreciate it. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 85 200 The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms.